Stay connected and informed. Listen to AM680 or stream us on your PC, tablet, or phone at WCBM.com. Maryland, the wait is over. BetMGM is here to elevate your sports betting experience. Head over to WCBM.com or fire up the WCBM mobile app to sign up and claim your offer. King Classic Live starts now on Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and 99.9 FM in Harford County. All right, good morning. If you're just joining us, we were talking about New Hampshire in the uh, last hour. Of course, President Trump won in New Hampshire. He'll go on to win in Nevada. And then he will face Nikki Haley again in South Carolina, which is her home state. And uh, she does have cash on hand. Of course, President Trump has cash on hand, so we'll be watching. Uh, I don't think that she's going to win her home state, but, uh, you know, that remains to be seen. Uh, before the break, we were also talking about the fact that, uh, you know, Baltimore has a huge race here coming up. And I do want to uh, get into that. Uh, but I know that many of you did text over uh, some of your comments here on New Hampshire. I want to get into that as well. Also, if you didn't know this, uh, President Joe Biden was not on the ballot there in New Hampshire. Uh, but he uh, he's going to end up winning New Hampshire by what they are expected to be close to 70 percent. Uh, even though it was all write-ins for him. Okay, now you had Phillips, Dean Phillips was uh, in second place. And then, of course, the author, Marianne Williamson, uh, she was in third place getting about 5% of the vote. But I went down to the comment section, right? I told you guys this. I like to go on, it's called the Shade Room on Instagram. And I go on there because the Shade Room is all about black culture, you know, that stuff. And so they posted this, President Joe Biden winning by 70% uh, with write-ins. And this young lady, she her comment was, y'all don't think that's weird? <laughs> that was her comment. She said, wait, y'all don't think that's weird? He got 70% with people writing him in? And it's interesting because under her comment, her asking that, people, people were saying, again, these are all black people, they were like, that is weird now that you mention it. <laughs> Look, I, I I I do think that this is going to be the year. This is gonna be the time where you're gonna see many black voters not either not vote at all because they're tired of Joe Biden and the Democrat Party, or they are going to vote for President Trump and other Republicans. This is gonna be the time. There are a lot more people that are a lot more awake now than they were, say, three to four years ago. And I see it. And that's why I always pay attention. And so that young lady asked a very good question. Yeah, it is weird. It is weird. You're telling me Dean Phillips was on the ballot. Marianne Williamson was on the ballot. And neither one of them could get 10%. Yet you've got Joe Biden, who got 70%. Really? That's weird. Now, I saw another comment that was really good. Uh, Somebody on there said, uh, if you can't physically run, I don't think you should be able to run for president. (laughs) There are a lot of people right now, I'm telling you right now, in the black community that just do not like Joe Biden. It's just not there. Now, of course, I told you I was going to get to your text messages because, again, I appreciate you guys taking the time to text. Uh, if you don't have the app yet, go to the App Store, type in WCBM. You can text me right through the app. All is free. Uh, this is from Tiffany in the County. Good morning, Tiffany. She says, I think we need to wake up. Democrats and independents are not on board with Trump. All the polls showing him winning over all these uh, quote unquote new voters fall flat because Nikki Haley receives seventy percent of her votes from the same group. The anti MAGA group is mobilizing against Trump. They have enthusiasm. Despite this economy and open border, they are ready to vote anti MAGA. Like New Hampshire, the general election will have Democrats and Republicans participating. Lastly, why did Biden win last night and uh, he wasn't even on the ballot? <laughs> Tiffany, we're always we're always like on the same page at the same time. Yes, it's still yes, you're right. Biden winning with seventy percent of the vote last night is absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And Tiffany goes on to say, and don't even get me started on if Biden isn't the nominee. Uh, Vivek already warned us. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Now, are they going to say, yeah, we cheated, and then we had a bunch of people writing Joe Biden in, or we just kind of rigged it ourselves? They're not going to say that. They're not going to say that. But we know Democrats are just fine with cheating uh, within their own party. Don't ever forget what happened to Bernie Sanders when Hillary Clinton was running in 2016. Don't ever forget. They cheated to make sure that Bernie and his Bernie bros, all his supporters, uh, did not have him in. And it was Hillary as a nominee. So they're just fine with cheating. And they'll cheat 
on each other. <laughs> they don't even care. Like the Republican Party, yeah, we got infighting. But for the most part, we don't cheat on each other. For the most part. We do have a lot of infighting. We do. I, I wish it wasn't so bad. But we have it. Uh, I got some other texts here I did want to get to. And then we'll get to Baltimore City and uh, what's going on here. Uh, let's see. We've got a couple of people that did not like Terrell. Terrell, some people didn't like your call. You know that already. I don't have to read it. Uh, Debbie says, Tim doesn't appeal to anyone. He's a great person and a patriot, but he's not exciting. De- and Debbie, yes. So I actually had this conversation with my mom over the weekend. Hi, mom. Hi. She likes to listen. So over the weekend, we were talking about Senator Tim Scott, and I asked her about him, and she said, you know, I don't know what it is, but I just, I just don't really care for him. And there's a lot of people that say that. And so as I'm talking to my mom, I said, you know what it is? And this is just my opinion. You don't really know much about Tim Scott. I don't know about much about Tim Scott. I was on the Save America bus tour sitting next to Tim on the bus in Georgia for days. And I can't tell you one thing about the guy. <laughs> I literally was sitting next to him. You know, it was interesting because we get on the bus. And the first thing that he does is, uh, of course, he calls Trey Gowdy, right? So, you know, Trey... I was a huge fan of Trey's. He had the Benghazi committee hearings. I was there uh, excited to actually interview him uh, the day before he went to interview uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Of course, that next day, she was like, oh, what difference does it make? You guys remember all that? Well, anyways, I interviewed Trey Gowdy the day before that. And I think I told you guys a story. I literally just walked into his office and said, hey, I've got an interview here with uh, Congressman Trey Gowdy. And his chief of staff looked at me, and there was another guy at the desk. They were like, and you are... And then Trey happened to be walking out of his office. And he said, wait a minute. And he smiled, and he's like, I got 20 minutes. And then he's, you know, because he he thought it was crafty. He was like, you know, that was pretty good. Uh, And so, yeah, from there, believe it or not, that's how I ended up on One American News and uh, some of the other news stations, because I, I walked into Trey's office. Well, anyways, get on the bus... Tim calls Trey. He's like, hey, look who I'm on the bus with, da 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 right? So we're talking. But in this entire conversation, the entire time, I still can't tell you a thing about Tim Scott. And I think that's what it is. Like, you know, some people, I think they're relatable because you know a lot about them, right? Like Trump, hate or love is past. You know it. You know it. You know about Stormy Daniels. You know about Karen McDougal. You know about, you know, Melania, all the other wives. You know about, you know, the baby mamas. You, like, you know about it. You might not like his story, but you know it. And some people can relate to it, right? And so it's like he's kind of an open book, even when you're thinking about Joe Biden. Now, was he always an open book? No. But I think people feel as though they kind of know him. And thanks to Hunter Biden, we know a lot more. <laughs> we know a lot more. But it's like when it comes to being a candidate, I think to be able to be relatable, people have to know about you. Tim Scott doesn't have any kids. We just saw him got engaged. A lot of people think that, you know, it's suspicious that he just got engaged here in New Hampshire. But what else do you know about him? Even when he was running for president, his speeches were about his parents. His speeches were about, you know, his you know parents being uh, uh, crop croppers. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you, you don't know about him. There's no family. There's no. There's nothing. He talks to you about his mom. Uh, you know, he talks about the fact that they were. You know, they came from basic, basically overcame slavery. You know, all all kinds of stuff with his family and his ancestors. But at the same time, you still don't know Scott. I couldn't tell you nothing about him. I know his name is Tim. <laughs> so I wonder if that's what it is, Debbie. I wonder if it's because you know he's just not accessible. He's not accessible. And I was trying to like compare it, you know, to other people in my mind, you know, those that are very well liked. Uh I yeah. Those that are well liked, for some reason I know more about them. A lot of people like Matt Gates. You you know, you know a lot about Matt Gates. When when it came to whether it was, you know, now he has his wife Ginger, like there's just some things that you know about him. Of course, his dad was in politics. You know, people think we're talking about is, you know, before he got uh, elected in Florida, he had a, a DUI. And as many people pointed out, like a lot of people have DUIs. A lot of people were drinking and driving. That's Again, I don't condone it at all. And I think it's awful. But there were some people that looked at that saying, yeah, I guess he's kind of like one of us. But when it comes to Tim Scott, nothing. Squeaky clean past. The squeaky clean record, right? Because we haven't heard anything. 
I mean, at least tell us that you didn't return the library book on time. I mean, <laughs> I just, I don't know. My friend Christopher in Kaysville said, Trump just said he wants to unite the nation. Yeah, Chris, I, I think he does want to. Whether or not he could accomplish that, I don't know. There's so many people that just don't like Trump. I mean, even people that call here. Like, they just don't like him. They'll never like him. He could cure cancer, and and, and they still would be like, well, he didn't cure it the way I wanted him to. He cured it, but he was yelling and screaming the entire time. (laughs) Like, that's how some people are going to be. Jens in Stewartstown says, uh, good morning, Cam. Nikki needs to get involved with who is donating to her campaign. She should absolutely refuse donations from Democrats or known Trump haters. Uh, That's what's wrong with Swamp in D.C. It's about money and not about us, the American people. No support should be given to Nikki Haley unless she starts refusing donations from Democrats. On a separate note, the left was successfully has successfully made MAGA a hate word. Can we just start saying the whole thing, make America great again? We need to change the narrative. Jens in Stewart Town. Yeah, Jens, I was thinking about that the other day. I guess now it's just like a habit to say MAGA. It really is. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dave says, the question I've always wanted to ask uh, the black community uh, is why do you think the Democratic Democrats are so enthusiastic about uncontrolled illegal migration? Who do you think they are replacing? Dave, yes, that's a question that, you know, one, possibly one day we could ask. But I think now those in Chicago, those in New York City, those that are seeing the illegal migrants take all their resources, whether it's housing, whether it's uh, first come uh, when it comes to some of the schools and the uh, the classroom. Because some people now in New York City, I don't know if you heard, there are some kids now that are learning virtually. Uh, and some some of the schools are being used to house uh, migrants that currently do not have a place to stay. Now, we all know virtual learning does not work. We we found that out the hard way. But, you know, th- there are a lot of people, I think, that are going to be waking up to that as well. Again, I do want to get into, and of course we'll carry this over, but I wanted to get into Mayor Brandon Scott, through Vigneraja, Sheila Dixon, Bob Wallace, Wendy Mazzell, we got Wendell Freeman, Donald Scoggins, Yolanda Pulley. Oh gosh, there's there's so many people in the mayoral race. Now you can think about you know there's lots of names there, but the, there's only about four people that many people are talking about. And so now you have a situation, and this announcement's going to be coming up in the next hour, where you have Theru Vigneraja jumping back in the race. Now, he didn't give himself a whole lot of time, but he's getting in the race. And we were talking about this because I, I even said, look, I love Theroux. You know, I love Theroux. I love Lawrence Bell. Right. These are Democrats to me that are, you know, they have common sense. They have core values. And I know if things get out of hand, you know, they're going to make sure people get locked up. And they're going to do, you know, what I call them JFK Democrats, what, what Democrats should do, especially when it comes to law and order. And so I like there are Democrats that I like. Theroux is one of them. My, my concern here is splitting the vote. That's my concern. You see, before Bob Wallace in 2020, if you recall, he ran as an independent. Now he's running as a Democrat. So you're definitely going to split the vote four ways. Now you have all the other candidates. They're not making a ton of noise yet, but you never know what can happen in the next couple of months, right? You could have somebody go completely viral, right? Crazier things have happened. And they could end up being a household name. They could end up raising a bunch of money. You never know. Now, we saw just this last quarter filing, Mayor Brandon Scott has more cash on hand than Sheila Dixon. Sheila Dixon, I was just asking this yesterday. Sheila Dixon, have you guys seen her in the past week or so? I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her. So what is this telling me, right? Is she out there doing some fundraising? Possibly. You know, keeping her head down, raising money so that she could get up uh, next quarter. Mayor Brandon Scott has a lot of large donors, many of them developers. He just gave uh, incentives to developers, if you saw that two days ago here in Baltimore City. But you do wonder, is is uh, Thiruvigaraja, now that his hat's going to be thrown in the ring, is he going to split this vote four ways between Bob Wallace himself, Sheila Dixon, and Mayor Scott? This is now four ways. If so, we all know what will happen, right? Just pretend you got a, a, a pizza pie in front of you. Split it up four ways, <laughs> Right? You're you're then looking at a very small percentage that one of these candidates are going to have to get to go over. And to me, that's reminiscent of 2020. Mayor Brandon Scott won the Democrat primary with 28.5% of the vote. I'm scared. (laughs) 
I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen here. I love that Thuruvi Garajo is going to join us here on Kim Classic Live tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. So you want to make sure that you are here for that. But i got to ask him these questions. What does he think is going to happen now that he's in this race? Obviously, there are more than 10 players in the race. Like I said, there's more than 10. There are only four that many people talk about. Now, I could say I could actually put my finger down on Bob Wallace because I will say that there aren't a ton of people talking about Bob. And I say that because I think some people believe he's still an independent. I, I, I do. I don't know if he's made enough noise letting people know that he'll be on the Democrat ballot. I haven't seen that. But if you have it with Sheila and Theroux and, of course, Mayor Brandon Scott, again, an interesting matchup. But we'll have to ask Theroux about that. I want to get your thoughts on this. Coming up next, we're going to play uh, Mayor Brandon Scott's latest campaign ad. I want you to take a listen to that. Uh, also, my question to you is, does Mayor Brandon Scott have a pathway to victory? Uh, in my view, if we're being completely honest, right now, yes, I see it. Do I want to see it? No. Do I want to wear a blindfold and hold my nose and jump into the harbor? Yes, I do. <laughs> but he does. Also, what what chance does Sheila Dixon have right now? Because now that you have to ruin the race, there are a lot of people saying, I'm not going to vote for Sheila Dixon because she showed us before that she was a criminal. So do those votes now go to Theroux? Were those people who are not going to vote at all? And even though that Theroux was in, do you think that they would, in fact, vote for Theroux? You know, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. So coming up next, we will talk about it. We'll listen to Mayor Scott's latest campaign ad. Also, very sad story in Baltimore City. Six-year-old stabbed to death just last night. Uh, As you know, that hit very close to home. And we'll get into that as well. And, of course, at 1030, uh, we'll also be joined uh, by Jen Hinkle. She's going to tell us about the, uh, the win in Pennsylvania. While we're taking a break, I do want you to head over to WCBM.com. Uh, you might be already there streaming the show live. If you are, hello. Uh, but also you will see a tab there for our merchandise store. We've got Trump mugshot tees. We've got the duffel bags. We've got tumblers. You've got coffee mugs with yours truly on it. Yes, it's AI. And uh, if you didn't know this already, you could only get it on WCBM.com. That's right. They're not in stores. You're not going to find it at Target, Walmart, or anywhere else. You have to go to WCBM.com. And let me tell you what, they all make great gifts, all right? They really do. It's something that you can't find anywhere else. So if you're not buying for yourself, buy for someone else. They'll still smile just as hard. WCBM.com. Hey, Sean Hannity here. You know, there is a lot to consider when you are planning out your retirement income. Things like knowing how to maximize your retirement income while also minimizing your taxes in retirement and getting a safe income that's going to last as long as you last. Now, if you'd like to be sure that your accounts are up to speed, up to date, you should visit my friend Rod Barrowi and his Safe Retirement Solutions team. Call Rod now, 410-266-1120. That's 410-266-1120. Maryland Elite Firearms in Finksburg is family-owned and operated for over 30 years. You'll always receive friendly and courteous service at Maryland Elite. They stock all your favorite manufacturers and have a large selection of firearms, ammo, and accessories. Great prices at MarylandEliteFirearms.com. Shop local. Hi, it's Sean Casey, and we're excited to announce the first-ever morning drive brunch at Expectation with myself and Bruce Elliott, February 21st at their Timonium location. Expectation has delicious brunch food, and we can't wait to meet all our morning show listeners. We'll talk about local and national news, answer your questions, and maybe even play Choose Your Fake News. So mark your calendar for February 21st to have brunch with Bruce and myself at Expectation in Timonium. The latest headlines are just minutes away at 30 past the hour. It keeps you updated with the latest changes that are happening throughout the world. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. All right. We're talking about the mayoral race here in Baltimore City. Rue Vigneraja, yes, you know the name because he's run quite a few times in the past, uh, not just for the mayoral seat, but also state's attorney, which, just so you know, that's where I'd rather him be as the state's attorney. Uh, you know, he's a former prosecutor, federal prosecutor at that, and very smart man, really good attorney. And so now it sounds like he is jumping in the race. He had an exploratory committee opened up last month, and this morning an announcement came out that he is having a press conference at 11 a.m., 
And everybody is expecting him to announce. Uh, I talked to him earlier today, and he'll be on the show tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. here on Kid Classic Live. And we'll ask him a couple questions. I did want you to hear Mayor Scott's recent campaign ad. Um, not that, not because it's a good ad, okay? That's not what <laughs> for warning. It's not that great. But I want you to hear uh, kind of where he's leading right now and what he's kind of selling for his reelection. Take a listen. When I launched Baltimore's Comprehensive Violence Prevention Plan, I promise to reduce homicides and non-fatal shootings by 15%. Baltimore City is on pace now to be under 300 homicides this year. Now, if this happens, it would be for the first time in nearly a decade. Why are we seeing such a drop, do you think? Creating a community violence intervention ecosystem, treating uh, violence like a public health crisis, focusing our police on those who are most at risk of being a victim and a perpetrator of violence through our group violence reduction strategy. We have to address violence at every level. We cannot afford to stand idly by while the growing presence of these illegal firearms threaten the safety of our communities. We've taken more guns off the street than we have in over a decade. We established a 911 diversion program, a leading model for cities across the country. Even in the face of challenges, we were able to gain ground to restore public trust and make progress to ensure that we meet the demands of our federal consent decree. As your mayor, I have chosen to both invest in law enforcement and in our communities. The number of vacants in Baltimore is down the lowest that it's been in Baltimore in over a decade. We are making consistent strides every day to build a safer Baltimore. There were so many lies in that campaign ad. I didn't even know where to begin. So the number of vacant homes, it is not down to its lowest in history. You actually have more people moving out of the city now, right now, as we speak. It's not. Now, that's why he didn't give a number, right? Because it's not. Number two. He said he he decided to fully fund the police. Wrong. When he got in office, what did he do? He defunded the police by twenty four million dollars. The next, the following year, he refunded the police by twenty eight million dollars because he saw that many police were leaving the department. So get another lie. Then he says, "Oh, in the Western District, or what did he say? That group violence reduction strategy is doing so well." Doc Cheatham has called here how many times? To talk about the homicide number in the Western District, where the GVRS was implemented. That doesn't fly. The Western District homicides are up. Homicides are up where he put the group violence reduction strategy. Here's the problem. There are many people in this city that are absolutely stupid. And they are not going to look and see whether or not his campaign ads are lies. They're just going to take his word for it. And that's an issue that that many of these people in the race are going to have. That Theruva Naraja, Sheila Dixon, Bob Wallace, all the others, they're going to have to get past the fact that there are some people that are just going to believe what they hear. They're not going to look into it. It's sad, but true. And so yesterday he tweeted out, he said, well, we had a 90-day sprint, and we were able to get over 900 abandoned cars around the city of Baltimore. So, of course, you know me. Right under the post, I said, abandoned or stolen? (laughs) Is this a joke, my guy? Abandoned cars? You had over 900 abandoned cars? No, no, my friend. You had over 900 stolen cars, and when they're done joyriding them, they just crash them on anybody's street. But guess what? There are people that liked his post. There are people that reposted his post as if abandoned cars and getting them off the street within 90 days when he should be doing it all of the time, as if it's a good thing. This is the problem. The voters in Baltimore City, they have issues. And some of them are getting paid from this administration. So they're not going to make any changes now, are they? All right, coming up next, we're going to talk to Jez Hakel in uh, Pennsylvania. Of course, there was a win there with the school board. Uh, Then we'll also continue talking about uh, some of the races coming up. You won't believe the total number of firearms taken off the streets here in Baltimore City since the first of the year. A very high number because crime is up. Batting a thousand so far, Donald Trump, who won in Iowa, has scored a victory in the New Hampshire primary. The next stop for the Republicans is Nevada, and after that, it's on to South Carolina. President Biden won the New Hampshire Democrat primary as a write in candidate. And as the voters were casting ballots yesterday, the president held a pro-abortion rally in Virginia. 
Iranian-backed militias in Iraq have been targeted by U.S. airstrikes with several facilities hit. Follows repeated attacks on American forces in the region. Israeli forces are battling Palestinian fighters near the main hospital in Gaza's second-largest city, Yunis. Hundreds of patients, as well as thousands of displaced people, have been trapped by the ongoing fighting. Stocks higher on Wall Street. The Dow is up 45 points. The Nasdaq better by 150. More details at SLNews.com. Does the idea of writing a will bring to mind a thriller movie about a wealthy, dysfunctional family fighting for a deceased relative's fortune? If you answered yes, you're not alone. Although these movies are entertaining, they sometimes lead to misconceptions about wills and estate planning. The biggest myth is that estate planning is only for the ultra-wealthy. The truth is, it's for everyone. Stover Legal is here to help you navigate fact from fiction. Our valuable insights and customized approach to estate planning ensures you and your loved ones are protected if something unexpected were to happen. We are here to protect your family and provide a peace of mind to your generation of planners. Learn more about how to protect your stuff and your legacy at PlanBaltimore.com or by calling 410-645-PLAN. That's PlanBaltimore.com. PlanBaltimore.com or call us at 410-645-PLAN. The storm back in the plains, it's a slow mover. So we're seeing the clouds, but not much rain today. Only a slight chance of a shower. 48 this afternoon. The rain widespread overnight. Lots of clouds. Rain off and on tomorrow. 59 the high and a few showers early in the day Friday before we dry out. Still cloudy though. Warmer 68 Friday. I'm meteorologist Terry Smith from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces? Join the growing team at Progressive Insurance. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Hi, this is Sean Casey. If you snore, you may have sleep apnea. But Dr. Damian Blum of Feel Well Rested has a simple solution, and it's not that cumbersome CPAP mask. Dr. Damian Blum will fit you with a custom-fit mouthpiece if you have sleep apnea. Make an appointment to see Dr. Damian Blum. If you're tired or overweight, clear your throat or snore, you may have sleep apnea. Sleep apnea can cause strokes, heart attacks, memory problems like Alzheimer's or dementia, and even death. Also, there's a connection to diabetes, acid reflux, and erectile dysfunction. Dr. Damien Blum is certified by the American Board of Dental Sleep Medicine, and he's a diplomat of the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine. Most health insurances are accepted, and they are in-network providers for Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and Medicare. Call Dr. Damien Blum at Feel Well Rested at 410-744-6088. 410-744-6088. They want to help you feel well rested, too. Call today, 410-744-6088. Have you heard of plantar fasciitis? Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store, and while that condition can be hard to pronounce, it's even harder to live with. Imagine jumping off the back of a pickup truck onto some rocks. That's what it felt like when I was suffering from plantar fasciitis. I was a runner who could no longer run, and my foot pain impacted me both physically and emotionally. Coming to the Good Feet Store was the first step to living my life pain-free. After searching and trying so many other products, I finally found relief with Good Feet Art Supports, and they still keep me running today. Now I get to help others who are struggling with plantar fasciitis to live their life pain-free. Maybe it's your turn. Is foot pain holding you back from living the life you love? Visit the Good Feet Store today for a free personalized fitting and test walk. The Good Feet Store has locations across Greater D.C. and Baltimore. Visit goodfeet.com to book your appointment today or just stop by. I'm Jonathan Cotton, and we look forward to seeing you soon at the Good Feet Store. Staple stores provide innovative products and services for small businesses, remote workers and learners, even teachers and parents. Explore more at your local Staple store. Sean Hannity. I don't think this is the plan that David Weiss originally had. As a matter of fact, it was not. You know, there's always been an effort here. Let us be clear. They don't really care about Hunter Biden. This came out in the last two weeks that, hmm, well, we wonder if Hunter is going to be the sacrificial lamb in all this. It's not about Hunter. It's always been and continues to be about protecting Joe Biden as president. Weekday afternoons, 3 to 6, on Talk Radio 680, WCBM.
right. I know we talk a lot about bad news on this show. And look, it's it, don't blame me. All right, please don't blame me. It's just it's a very violent area, and there's a lot going on. Please don't blame me on that one. But guess what? I got some good news for you. That's right. There's good news out of Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, a lot of us have been watching over the years as the crazy left, the liberals have been trying to erase history. And when I talk about that, I talk about a lot of different uh, issues that we've seen, especially here in the city of Baltimore. If you recall, uh, the Christopher Columbus statue in Little Italy went overboard. Remember that? Luckily, we had Delegate Nino Mangione out there to help us out. But you saw a bunch of very angry young people push uh, Christopher Columbus uh, over to the Inner Harbor because they felt as though that he is some racist guy that didn't actually discover anything. And they wanted to make it, what is it, Indigenous Day? How do you say that? Indigenous People's Day? Yes. (laughs) Oh, a bunch of baloney. Well, anyways, you also had it when it comes to the Redskins. Right now, they're now the commanders. And we even noted that uh, Antimima Syrup, Remember Aunt Jemima syrup? Yes. Well, they removed Aunt Jemima because there were some woke activists that claimed that it was racist to have Aunt Jemima on the syrup bottle. Meanwhile, a couple years later, her grandson started making a lot of waves because he said, look, that was my grandmother's legacy. And we now we want her on the bottle. That was her syrup. It was her recipe. Why did you remove her? And that's interesting, isn't it? They didn't even contact Aunt Jemima's family. They just removed her from the bottle saying that it was racist. Well, guess what? Guess what? There are more people that are upset about what's been going on, and they've been getting involved. This morning, I'm very happy to be joined by Jennifer Hinkle. She is on the line. Jennifer, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Kim. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you about this because, first of all, and, you know, of course, this made it to my desk because of uh, Jonathan, our great social media guru here. But you're you're on the school board there in Pennsylvania. And I want you to just uh, let our, our audience know from the beginning what happened and why did you have to get involved in this particular situation? So, yeah, the, uh, the school board decided in 2020 to take up the issue of getting rid of our Warrior Head logo that we had had. We've, we've had a Native American uh, logo since the 1950s. It went into a rebranding when we changed it from a chief to a warrior because we always were the warriors as a school district, and a local Native American tribe helped us make that switch. They weren't offended by it, but they said, you know, if you want to have a warrior, that's not a warrior, that's a chief, let's have a warrior. So they made that change. And, um, yeah, at the height of COVID in 2020, one student's email led to the board taking up this issue. And in 2021, after lots of fanfare, they, they got rid of it. They retired it with a 7-2 to vote. Wow. And just so people understand, this is uh, the school board in southern York County, so right up mm-hmm. across the line. Uh, Jennifer, I guess, you know, did you have some people coming forward uh, within the Native American community that really spoke at some of these school board meetings? Or was this just you guys kind of had to push it yourselves? So in the beginning, because it was COVID, there were no school board meetings. So they try, you know, everything was virtual. So there were no public comments. There was no means to interact with the school board. I mean, you had to be in a virtual waiting room and then, you know, put on, put online. But I mean, no, nobody chose to do that. And then in 2021, when we started to have in-person school board meetings and they were still going through, I mean, our, our community today, uh, the district did a diversity report, which was just awful. And they, uh, invited a couple of groups to, to come and speak. It was largely all the people that wanted to keep the logo that came out. We have some people that didn't like it. You know, we have organizations in our area just like they do in Baltimore where liberals were just really upset about it. And uh, no, nobody really, it, what, it didn't come to a head. The alumni kept saying they do not want this. The emails started pouring in saying they did not want this. To be honest, when I experienced it the first go-around in 2021, I thought that there was no way the school board was going to vote to take this out. So, yeah, it was largely all the clamor from the crowd saying, don't take it away. Wow. And I know you guys just had a, a huge uh, a huge election there. You've got five new school board members. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so many many now, I guess, because I guess it's, it's not even about being Democrat or Republican, but there are many more, I would say, uh, probably more conservative or even pro-America, America first uh, school board members. Is that right? Or, or is it a little, you know, mixed up? 
In in our town, absolutely what you said. It's it's pro America. It's largely conservative. We ran an unapologetic campaign saying who we were, and we we knew what was going to happen. We we knew that we weren't going to have a problem getting elected because that's just what the town wants. And we weren't even saying what they wanted to hear. We were saying who we are, and they they scooped us up. Well, that's good. That's good. Again, we're speaking to Jennifer Hinkle here on the school board uh, in York County, or Southern York County, I should say. Jennifer, what's next? Is, is there, are, are there other issues that you see there that you're going to have to tackle that are just as tough as this one? I mean, I can imagine, like everywhere else in this country, you've had a lot of woke activists trying to make changes based on with you know their feelings, right? <laughs> Not based on reality. Right. Are there more issues in Southern York County? Oh, absolutely. I mean, every district has its own challenges, but the unique ones that our district has, you know, this Warriorhead logo was not the most important thing that our community was facing. It was a wrong that needed to be right, righted, and it was something that we absolutely needed to give time and attention to really quickly. But after we did our vote on Thursday and righted that wrong, now it's getting back to all the things that really do matter, which is the education for our children. You know, we got the uh, district update on our test scores from, you know, the 2022-2023 school year, and um, they they were not great. And so to get our kids to reading competencies that are, you know, that are a reflection of the type of education that is befitting of an academic institution, I mean, that is our main directive. That's what we need to focus on. And we're halfway through a $65 million building project, and we're having some issues with that building project. And to me, I was so proud of the community coming out. Um, largely at that meeting, I'll be honest, it was it was people that wanted us to to not bring back the old Warrior Head logo. They're the ones that typically like to speak publicly. The people who wanted to bring the Warrior Head logo back, they're afraid of being called racist. They're afraid of being called bigots. Who would want to stand up at a school board meeting and have people scream at you because you have a difference of opinion? And so they did not come out that night. They voted. They wrote emails to the board, but they were not going to be seen there. And what really made me sad was for everybody there saying that this was not the most important issue, they didn't stay for the most important issues. That board meeting went till 2 a.m. because we held a regular board meeting on top of all the other things that we were doing, and nobody stayed for the rest of it. 2 a.m. Please tell me there's at least some six-packs going out of wine. <laughs> 2 no, a.m. We, we were running on pure adrenaline. Oh, me. gosh. <laughs> that is amazing, Jennifer. Before I let you go, though, I have to ask, because we have Moms for Liberty uh, here in, in the state of Maryland. We have many chapters, and they're constantly fighting about the uh, sexually explicit books that are ending up in our school libraries. And uh, we've had some wins recently. Are you guys dealing with the same issue in South York County? So we're really not. You know, there's not, to my knowledge, a single book that I would take out of the library in our district. That's not something that we faced at all. It's a topic that, you know, in our platform, we said that we were going to put in safeguards to ensure that those sorts of books don't come in. But we worded it that way because they're not currently in our district now. Wow. Well, congratulations to you. And, uh, you know, be thankful that you're not fighting that fight. It is a ridiculous fight. Jennifer Hinkle, I appreciate you joining me today. Uh, if people want to follow you online or even get involved there, because we do have a lot of listeners in York, how can they do so? Um, I really don't know the answer to that. I'm just a really boring school board director. Don't follow me. <laughs> I love that, though. That's great. So you're just there because you really do care. You're passionate. Indeed, yes. That's See, that's even better news. Jennifer Hinkle, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, that was Jennifer Hinkle, and uh, she's with the York County School Board. And if you heard there, they are pushing back, okay? They've got the Warrior, Warrior Head logo back uh, at their uh, school there in Southworth County. And so here's the thing, and I agree with her. There are so many people out there that are afraid to be called a bigot or racist because they're saying, you know what, I just want to keep it the way it is. And I got a text here even from uh, Gino in Charlestown. He said, look, the same thing happened with Uncle Ben's. I forgot about that. You're right. Uncle Ben's rice. They, gotta, they wanted to take Uncle Ben out of there. And then also, when it comes to the Redskins, a lot of people don't even like calling them the Commanders. I'll tell you what. When I first heard the name was going to be the Commanders, I laughed. 
I do laugh a lot, I guess. But I laugh because I thought it sounds like a little league team. The Commanders? It sounds terrible. And there are a lot of people that want it, uh, want the team to be called the Redskins again. And they pick and choose what they feel is racist, right? They pick and choose what they want to change. And I said this yesterday. When it comes to blackface, we were talking to Chris Tremont at the Washington Examiner. You know, you had this kid in middle school that had, you know, face paint on because of a football game. He was then suspended for blackface, didn't even let him explain. Luckily, he had a great lawyer, Harmeet Dillon, and was able to uh, press the school and file a lawsuit and make sure they got the kid back in school. But just think about all he had to go through, even his family. (laughs) Excuse me. And the update on that story, uh, Kristen sent it over to me. As Chris was saying before he got off the line yesterday, there's a teacher that now said, well, I can't believe you're back at the school. You know, you're making our school look bad. Because he had on face paint for a football game? He wasn't wearing blackface. Yet, Joy Behar, who has a comfy seat on The View, on the panel, she she has been seen in blackface. She posted the pictures herself. Justin Trudeau in Canada. They love Justin, Right. Yet he has had some pictures of blackface. And so, like, they pick and choose when they want it to be racist or when they want it to be, you know, something different. It's it's bizarre. And I told you here, you know, in Baltimore City, we removed four con- Confederate statues. Has that helped in any way? No. Are there more people uh, educating their school system? No. Is crime and violence really down? No. You know, you've got so much going on. Yet we removed four Confederate monuments. And this is when uh, Mayor Catherine Pugh was in office. And they did it overnight, and they spent the money to do so. And I went out with my little cell phone camera the next day, and I asked people on the street, which you know, which statues did they remove? Do you know their names? There are four in total. Do you know where they were located? Literally nobody could answer a single question. Yet some people say, well, I was, I'm glad they removed those Confederate monuments. Yeah, well, where were they? Well, I don't know, but I'm glad that they're gone. <laughs> They're just saying they give you idiot. Like you know what I mean? It's like you're wasting tax dollars. You're wasting all of our time. Enough is enough. I did want to switch gears here, and I don't want to talk about it too much because it's a very sad story. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it because it has to be mentioned here. Uh, but overnight, you had a terrible, terrible uh, breaking news, and that is a six year old was stabbed to death. Uh, last night in their home. Now, allegedly, the suspect of interest is the mother's boyfriend. Now, the six-year-old was stabbed multiple times. Multiple times. I will read to you here what is written from Fox 45. It says, a six-year-old boy was fatally stabbed multiple times in South Baltimore at approximately 9.20 p.m., uh, dispatch broke out, call to uh, 2000 block of Deering Avenue, and uh, they wanted to investigate a reported domestic-related stabbing. Uh, so at that time, they didn't even know that it was a six-year-old. They get Upon arrival, they get to the scene. The officers located a six-year-old boy suffering from multiple stab wounds in the back. The victim was taken to an area hospital in critical condition, Despite medical efforts, the victim was pronounced dead at the hospital. According to preliminary investigation, uh, the victim was stabbed uh, allegedly by the mother's boyfriend, and that person is currently in custody. I don't know what kind of individual could kill a child. Okay, I'll start there. I don't know what kind of individual could kill a child. I don't know what kind of individual could stab a child. I don't know what kind of individual could stab a child multiple times in their back. This is a horrific story. Horrific. And it's not that I don't want to spend time talking about it, but as you guys know, I have a seven-year-old daughter, and this is, it's hard to talk about. The mother's boyfriend, as I said, is uh, the person of interest that is currently in custody. And I will say this, right? Because that, you know what? It's, it's interesting because some of my friends, they tease me. They're like, Kim, you've been separated now for three and a half years, and you still don't have a man. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, but let me just be very clear. You cannot bring just anybody around your kids. I don't care how in love you may be. I don't care how long you think you've known this person. You just can't. And 
I guess we'll find out more information. But if the police are saying preliminary investigation is pointing to the boyfriend, I believe it. All I say is just always keep in mind, right? There's many of us single parents out there. There's many of us, you know, just keep in mind who you have around your kids. You really got to you got to keep it in mind. Look, I, I know there's a lot of people that say, well, you know, we love the family structure. And we do. And I am very lucky because my daughter's father's in her life full time. Uh, but I do understand that there are some some people out there that do want that family structure and that uh, within their household. And so I do have friends that have, you know, probably jumped the broom a little too early. And, uh, you know, because they're seeking in their mind, they want a, a family and a happy home, and they don't want to be a single mother and all these things. I will just say this. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a single mother or a single father, okay, as long as you're a good one. And if you could have that other parent in your child's life, great. But you really, you really got to be very cautious on who you try to bring into your home and with your family and especially around your child. Like I said, we'll hear more about this tragic murder, uh, but to find out that it was the mother's boyfriend, gosh, awful, awful news. All right, coming up next, if you want to wait on this, you can. Uh, you don't have to, of course, 410-WCBM-680, 410-922-6680. Uh, we'll continue to watch that. Uh, coming up next, we are going to talk about uh, the BPD audit, uh, $66 million in overtime. And also, I'm going to give you an update here on Marilyn Mosby in court and don't forget, the total of firearms taken off the streets since the first of the year. It's, it's a pretty large number. And uh, if Mayor Scott's going to do more campaign ads talking about crime and violence is down, he probably would like to uh, not have so many firearms that are illegally possessed on the streets of Baltimore. Imagine losing the ability to hear someone say, I love you, or the ability to hear a compliment. How about just hearing the birds chirp, your favorite song, conversation with old friends, Kim Classic Live, you name it. Losing your hearing takes its toll on you physically, emotionally, and socially. If this kind of suffering sounds familiar, no matter what your age, call Audiology Associates at 410-944-3100. Dr. Melissa Segev and her team take a gentle and empathetic approach for each patient's treatment plan. And that's with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Audiology Associates is the trusted name in Maryland for over 42 years. They have offices throughout the Baltimore metro area. Call 410-944-3100, or if you want, you can go online at www.aaiaudiology.com. When silence is not golden, call Audiology Associates at 410 410- 944-3100. Are you ready for the ultimate sports betting experience? Well, get ready, because WCBM and BetMGM Sportsbook are here to elevate your game. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, now's the perfect time. Sign up now to take advantage of this first bet offer. Here's how it works. Visit WCBM.com to claim the offer, register, and deposit at least $10. Place your first wager on any game. And if your bet loses, don't worry, because you're covered. Up to $1,500 in bonus bets. That's right, $1,500 in bonus bets if your first wager does not go your way. It's the ultimate risk-free bet. To qualify, you must be 21 years of age or older. This promotion is only available for new customers and through WCBM.com. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligibility requirements. So don't wait. Visit WCBM.com, register, and deposit at least $10 and place your first wager. Get ready to experience the thrill of sports betting like never before. Hey, to social engineering and leftist corporations, do they make you feel like we're kind of living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Now, our friends at Pure Talk, my wireless company, they know the silent majority is fed up. And I'm calling on all of those Americans, stand with a company that champions your values. The average family is saving almost $1,000 a year. Dial pound 250, say the keyword, save now. Do it now. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. From our friends of Pure Talk. What does it feel like to file with TaxLayer and get your guaranteed maximum refund? It feels like the last level of a video game, facing off against the final boss who stands between you and your refund. All your refund is belong to me. Using the power of TaxLayer like a secret power-up he doesn't see coming. Only the most tax-confident can defeat me. Throwing your laptop at his video game face and watching him crumble into a giant pile of shiny coin tax refunds. Oh, not fair. You use TaxLayer. Save up to 80% when you file with TaxLayer. 
player. Start for free. The Rob Carson Show. The best thing you can do as someone whose father abandoned you is to embrace fatherhood and show that you can do it. It's the greatest way that you can tell that man who left you behind that you're worthy and show that it was his weakness not to stay with you and witness the glory of your childhood and your adulthood. It is unbelievable. The Rob Carson Show. Weekdays, noon to 3 on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. All right, I was just talking about the awful news of the six-year-old boy that was stabbed multiple times last night in South Baltimore. He was taken to a hospital where he died. Uh, preliminary investigation points to the mother's boyfriend. I got a text here that says, Kim, oh my goodness, that poor six-year-old. Was the mother harmed? Uh, you would have to take me out before I sit there and let you kill my son uh, over my dead body. Yeah, uh, so text her. There is no note of the mother uh, having any injuries or going to the hospital. But I will say this. There isn't actually any note saying that she was actually in the house. Okay, so I I still like I said, it's it's preliminary investigation. I looked at a couple of different stories about this and I still have I've yet to read whether the mom was actually there. So I'm not going to, you know, speculate. We're going to continue to wait for the facts. Uh, but I feel you, Texter. <laughs> Look, yeah, I you know, I, I would be I would be gone before my my kid for sure. Uh, but it is a very sad story. And, uh, you know, it, just, just the fact that, you know, stabbed multiple times in the back. In the back. I just, you know, it, this is why we got to bring the death penalty back. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Like, what is going to happen to this person, right? Whoever it is, I know right now they're pointing to the boyfriend. Whoever did this, what is going to happen to this person? We know they're not going to get uh, the death penalty here in the state of Maryland. That's what he deserves. Uh, this is why we need more people in office that really care about law and order. Speaking of which, I told you the total firearms taken off the streets. Want to hear that number? Since the 1st of January. Where are we? January 24th. Since the 1st of January, 114 total guns taken off the streets uh, because those are not law-abiding citizens that had them. They had either stolen guns, ghost guns, you name it. And so 114 already within 24 days uh, taken off the streets of Baltimore. So, again, Mayor Scott telling everybody crime and violence is down. Everything's going fine and dandy. No, not the case. That's why you picked up 900 plus quote-unquote abandoned cars in the city of Baltimore. They were stolen cars. People are still getting carjacked left and right. Uh, You know, it's even going into other counties. Probably heard about the drive-by shooting in Columbia where a 17-year-old boy was shot. And then also, multiple teens robbed customers at Anne Arundel Mall over the weekend. All right? A lot of these things are, uh, again, a lot of these kids and, and those that are involved poised back to Baltimore City. Because that's what they did, right? They moved the criminals around. They gave them vouchers to live into the counties. Coming up next, we're going to talk about BPD and the audits. And we're also going to talk about possibly more speed cameras in Baltimore County. Delegate Ryan Araki, Delegate Kathy Shalega, our friends that bring us the resistance report. Well, they're all over it, and I love it. We'll discuss all that more. Don't forget, who said that? Coming up at 1125. Hey, it's Sean Casey here with my good friend Vinny Steele with your home sold guaranteed realty, Maryland and Pennsylvania's real estate expert. Vinny, I know with a shortage of housing inventory, there's been a trend of investors and real estate agents making big promises to would-be sellers and then beating the seller up after the ink has dried to get the price down. Yeah, Sean, as the market shrinks, we're seeing this more and more because investors and real estate agents know that there are sellers out there that will go with the person that tells them the highest price. That's a very stressful way to sell a home. We make it really simple by providing an upfront written guaranteed price, and if your home sells for less than the guaranteed price, we pay you the difference in cash. I like that. Simple, without all the guesswork. Eliminate the risk and just focus on helping them get the most amount of money. That's right, Sean. An upfront, written, guaranteed price, or we pay you the difference. To get your guaranteed price today, call or text me at 410-709-7515. That's 410-709-7515. Or visit vinnysteo.com. WCBM Baltimore is Talk Radio 680 AM and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. Baltimore's listening. 